Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous deeds. My soul weeps for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your words. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and today I am so excited to have a special guest, Tina Branza-Gaida here, who is the author of The Mindful Morning, Meditate, Pray, and Love Your Life, a Catholic guide to why you should meditate and how to get started. Tina is an advocate for mental health, families, and personal development. The foundation of her work is a belief that healthy, beautiful living can be achieved with lifestyle, nutrition, and faith. Tina has an English degree from the City University of New York, Baruch College, and a Master Catechist Certification in the Roman Catholic Faith and Progress. She lives in Eastern Pennsylvania with her husband, Glenn, and their two sons. She's also a contributing writer for the Today Show Parenting Blog, and we are going to dive right into this topic today because I thought since it's Ash Wednesday, this could be something else that my listeners might want to start implementing for Lent, Um, and I know as Catholics, we're taught our structured prayers, our rosary, the requirements of attending mass and going to confession. Some of us are even brought up practicing going to adoration, but I don't really know many Catholics, myself included, that were ever taught to meditate. I think I've heard that phrase, like we meditate on the rosary, but after reading your book, I thought this is something maybe I could try to incorporate a little bit more. And I know for Lent, I'm I'm doing a daily rosary, but I'd also like to start really <laughs> implementing your your ideas in your book here today, Tina. So thank you so much for joining us, and um, thank you for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me, and I'm very excited to talk to you about this uh, about this way to enrich your prayer life and kick off Lent. And I'm really looking forward to the morning 5 a.m. rosary. So thank you. Yes, Tina's, um, she signed up for the the rosary group, the accountability group for Lent. So I'm excited to have her beautiful face every morning uh, greeting me. So Tina, tell us like, how is meditation different from prayer or is it similar to prayer? Just kind of give us a little bit of background, how you discovered meditation and how it enhances your prayer life or how you're using it? Okay, this is a great question because I asked the same question back when I first learned how important meditation was to um, being a tune-up for your mind 
and how to regulate your emotions and how to create a pause in your mind between what triggers you and what response you take or what reaction you have. And I am Italian. So by DNA, that makes me a hothead. And um, I have a knee-jerk reaction. Not anymore, because I've trained my mind in meditation for a few years now. But like, we, we were passionate. You know, we react. We kiss you. We hug you. We scream at you. We, we, we you know, <laughs> love, love it or hate us. We, we do. And I wanted to have more control over my response. And what meditation does is create space between your trigger and between your reaction so that you can choose what you are going to do. I learned about meditation when I entered a weight loss program four years ago. And uh, it was supposed to help me calm down and not stress eat. And when I started to learn to meditate, it worked so well that I decided to write my book about it, teaching others as well how to get started. Okay, how I learned about uh, the difference between prayer and meditation was that um, it was explained to me this way. When you pray, you speak to God. And when you meditate, you hear from him. You mm -hmm. listen. You know, one is a send and one is a receive. And I really do hear from God in my morning meditation. Um, a lot of Catholics, me included, I went to Catholic school my entire life, uh, you know, 12 years, I even went to Catholic college, um, were really not encouraged to meditate and even shy away from it. There's a new age uh, practice you hear a lot about. And um, really meditation has enhanced my prayer life. It has not opposed it. And, um, what uh, I learned also is that meditation is not about clearing your mind. It's about observing it. Big difference. So a lot of people feel when they first start to meditate that their mind is jumping all around. You know, morning, monkey mind is what it's referred to. And um, when you're sitting there and you're breathing and you're relaxing, you think that you need to clear your mind or you're not meditating, right? That's how I felt in the beginning. But really you're observing your thoughts and then remembering you are meditating and then bringing your thoughts back to your breath. So you're not erasing your mind. You are um, guiding your mind back to your breath. And in guiding your mind, you strengthen the neural pathways and neurons that fire together, wire together. And you are creating that pause in between when you have a trigger or a stimulus and when you choose your reaction. And that helped me greatly when I thought, hmm, maybe I want to have that cookie versus my reaction of actually eating it. I could pause, I could stop, even if it was for two seconds and think, no, you're doing so wonderful this week. Um, you're, you're gonna feel so wonderful when you hop on that scale and see your weight loss for the week. You don't wanna have that cookie. 
you know, first I had the urge to eat, whether I had a stressful day or, um, you know, I was, it was a long day and I was tired or my kids were having cookies and I thought, may I have one. And then there's a pause. You develop that pause muscle, that pause muscle when you meditate every morning. And it's really a practice just like anything else. Mm -hmm. That is how I learned the difference. And the rosary is a deep meditation because we are really meditating on a mantra, which is the life of Christ. You know, so rosary is a form of meditation without a doubt, without a doubt. So walk us through how you could, in your book, you do give examples of mantras. You go over different apps that people could download to guide you through a meditation. But let's talk about um, using the rosary, if you don't mind. Like, how would you walk us through a morning routine of meditation that is using the rosary? Like, when, at what point are you praying? At what point are you breathing? At what point are you just sitting in silence? At what point are you praying the rosary? Like, I'd like to start doing this. So tell me how I could start with like focusing on the rosary or focusing on a certain mantra. Like I've said before in an episode, when my thoughts spiral down negative, I, I say, stop. Mm-hmm. And then I say, Jesus, I trust in you. And so Jesus, I trust in you is kind of my personal mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also give like Bible verses in your book. And so just kind of, if you could just please walk us through what like the actual steps are from when you, you can even talk about your, your new habits of hitting the brew on the coffee maker. So if you could just take us through what your, your morning would look like. Okay. So, um, my meditation and prayer are two separate actions that I take in the morning. Okay. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I have a trigger for the habit that I've tried to create in my morning meditation every day. And it is important to make it a regular habit because with the more you meditate, the more you will strengthen your mind. And let me just back up a little bit, mm-hmm. talk about why it is so important for your mind. So when meditation is scientifically studied, scientifically studied by psychologists and neuroscientists, to improve your joy, your memory, your cognition. It lessens pain. It increases focus. All scientifically studied, it transfers brain waves and gamma wave activity from the left prefrontal cortex to the right prefrontal cortex, which really boosts joy. So that was my big why for wanting to make this a regular morning habit every day. And to walk you through my habit every morning, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And I usually give it one snooze, so I'm up by 5.10. And then I hit the brew button on the coffee pot. So I set up the coffee pot the night before with the water and the coffee. Uh, I could set the timer on the coffee pot on um, you know the night before as well but i get up and i hit that blue button and that is my signal to go to my prayer room and meditate and having the same place is an important part of the cue to help you establish a habit 
having a quiet place that you go to every day that you associate your prayer meditation with will go a long way in helping you really establish the habit. I go to my prayer room, which is a corner of my husband's den. And uh, it's got a lovely ottoman and a beautiful table with my candle and my rosary beads and my Bible. And I go there every day while the coffee is brewing. Okay, it takes about 15 minutes to brew a pot of coffee. I first start my morning meditation. And I do use an app, a tapping app. And I talk about what tapping meditation is in my book. And that really is a podcast for another day because that tapping and learning that type of meditation um, has a whole book of its own, okay? But it's a, it's a morning mantra and mind training app and with soothing music. So it's a, it's a good meditation app. Any app you choose really will help guide you, whether it be Headspace, or Calm, or Pray. Those three apps are excellent. Um, and I feel comfortable sharing those apps with you because your listeners are gonna hear this live and they'll be relevant today. I did not include those apps in my book because people reading my book 20 years from now might not have those apps available to them. Okay, but your listeners now have access to these apps right on their Android or their iPhone. Mm -hmm. so I go to my room it's five after 5 a.m the coffee is brewing and I begin to meditate and I begin with three deep breaths and I go through the guided meditation app with the music and the breathing and there are mantras in my guided meditation depending on which uh, meditation I chose for that morning so it, there could be one on overwhelm. So all the mantras will be re regarding not feeling overwhelmed or being at peace with your day. Um, there could be one on weight loss if I'm struggling to stay on my you know, eating plan. And it, the mantras would be about being mindful while you're going, mindful of what you're eating throughout your day. You know, so really depending on which which mantra you pick for that day that you feel like meditating, um, that is what you're gonna follow through on. And it takes me about 12 minutes to complete my morning meditation of breathing and mantras and uh, cool down, you know, breathing at the end, breathing in the middle. The music is very soothing and it helps me observe my thoughts. Um, and so that is really, you asked for my routine. Mm -hmm. So I will meditate with my app first. Then my coffee is brewed. So I will pour my first cup of coffee, come back to my prayer room and crack open my daily devotional, which has a Bible verse. Let's, let's ask what is your devotional called? Because I know people like details. <laughs> so can you give the name of that? Yeah, Quiet Time with God by Joyce okay. Meyer. Okay. Uh, Quiet Time with God by Joyce Meyer. It's 365 uh, morning uh, devotionals with Bible verses. There's typically two to three Bible verses a day. I love it. And I go through it every year, every year. And um, mm -hmm. 
because I don't remember on you know June 23rd, a year later, what June 23rd was, but it always just speaks to my heart. It's always a right message that I need to hear on the right day. The Holy Spirit works that way, right? I know you, I know you agree. I do. Well, you had given me, actually, I've received the same book three times from you, Lori, and my mom. Is it Becoming Jesus? Yeah. So that's the one I use, but it's very similar to the Joyce Meyer one that you're talking about. There's a, there's a, a little paragraph of, I don't want to say a little devotional. And then she has the the Bible verses as well. It's called Calling Jesus. Jesus Calling Jesus. Thank you. Jesus Calling. Calling. That's it. Yeah. And I asked for that lady has a new book out right now that I asked for, for my birthday. (laughs) So we'll see if I get that, but okay. So you first you've meditated using your app. Sometimes from what I'm following, sometimes you're doing a, the physical act of tapping as you're listening. And then other times it sounds like you're just kind of absorbing and listening to the guided meditation. And then you move into your daily scripture reading from the devotional and then what do we do well then the bible usually i crack open the bible uh the two readings that go along with the devotional message and then so that takes about 10 minutes simply to read my devotional and read the bible and then i go into deep prayer for about 20 minutes and there's where the rosary comes in that is where, and I do do some deep breathing um, when I'm praying the Apostles' Creed or when I get started. Um, so I won't always pray all the decades of the rosary in one sitting. I may just pray one decade mm-hmm. and an hour, Father. Um, but I do do deep breathing and um, my prayer is really deep. I also have written some prayers. One of them is in my book and I read through them. I read through the prayers that I've written uh, and um, they bring me a lot of peace. My prayer life is really rich and I'm ripe for prayer after I'm so calm and I meditated in the morning and I have my coffee next to me and I've read the Bible. The Holy Spirit just comes to you when you read Mm -hmm. the Bible. He does. He really, God's word is powerful, more powerful than a double-edged sword, the Bible tells us. There's power in speaking the word out loud. There's power in reading the word. And I really feel the Holy Spirit comes to me to prepare me for my day. And I'm really, after I meditate in the morning, I am in such a mindset for really deep prayer. And I just feel like I'm floating. By six forty, by five forty-five a.m., I feel like I'm ready to take on anything the day has for me. Uh, and um, your meditation practice and prayer practice doesn't have to be forty-five minutes in the morning. You can meditate for three minutes a day and get so much out of it if your meditation is only for three minutes. And there are many apps that will allow you a boost of joy or um, a little boost of motivation. Many apps have choices on the length and the topic that you're meditating on. Meditating for three to five minutes, um, maybe read a scripture and, and pray a decade of the rosary. You could be done in 15 minutes with your morning mm-hmm. habits stack. On a day, you have to be at the door for early meeting. 
or a trip or your kids are leaving early or you know something comes up. Um, you don't need to pray and meditate for 45 minutes every morning. I do because I've established the practice, but uh, it's not necessary. You could 20 minutes, you could be filled with peace and power and focus. You'll have meditated. You'll have gotten all the neurological and psychological benefits of meditating in a short three to three to five minute meditation. And your prayer will just set you up to have a joy-filled day. Mm -hmm. Um, so one question, do you, when you say the rosary, do you say it out loud when you're I sitting do, by yourself? I do say the rosary. I whisper it under my breath, but I speak okay. because the devil flees when it hears God's word and prayer. The devil flees your home. It flees your room. It flees your mm -hmm. when you speak out loud, the word of God or prayer. So, yeah. Yeah. And I also think that when you pray it out loud, there's like a vibration in your body, you know, that you feel. And um, I'll tell you a quick story. I lost a dear friend of mine uh, the end of January and she'd been battling cancer for pretty much the entire pandemic. Uh, she was diagnosed in, in 2020 and she walked into the hospital um, and, you know, I had heard from our groomer actually, cause we both go to the same groomer that she had been admitted and she said, you know, it's not good. So I texted my friend's daughter and I said, I heard your mom's in the hospital. Can I come and pray? And I had had one of my live Zooms that morning and you guys all prayed for my friend. If you're on that, I think it was a budget Zoom. And so we prayed for her. And so I texted the daughter and I said, I have a Zoom, but as soon as the Zoom is over, I'll, I'll head over to the hospital. And she said, Gina, it's not good. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I understand that, you know? So I go and there were, there was one friend there and then a few more high school friends. Joy, she's really tight with her high school friends. So I said, you know, I came to pray the rosary with her. So the one friend put it on an app and we listened, but we said it along with the app, you know, the man and there's something about when women are praying the rosary together. And so my friend's daughter is no longer a practicing Catholic. And so she didn't really know the prayers of the rosary, but she just sat there and listened. And when we were done, her daughter was the first to speak. And she said, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And it really is. There's, it is like unifying. And, you know, then we chit chatted a little longer and the, the priest came and the, the chaplain came who happened to be a nun and she passed away within an hour of that rosary. Was it peaceful? It was, it was such a beautiful send off. And I just think like, why don't we do this? Like why talk to the mom that wants to hit snooze? You know, I like that you were real and you said, I give myself one snooze, but I, I know the difference between waking up ahead of my family and being proactive in my day versus reactive when they're up ahead of me or we get up at the same time. It's, I think any mom listening knows the difference between like everyone's getting up at the same time and it's like mayhem. How do you get in the habit? Like what? <laughs> I know you said your big why, which is always what I start with my, with my clients too. Like anytime I go in to declutter a home or do a budget, 
we always have to start with the why. So what is your why, Tina? I think you touched on it a little bit, but let's talk a little bit more about that. My why is I'm really hooked on the wonderful feeling. Like those endorphins in my brain and that oxytocin, um, brain chemicals, feel good brain chemicals. I'm hooked on them. Sort of very similarly to like a runner's high, you know, how Mm -hmm. some 5 a.m. to run religiously and they never miss no matter what the weather is because they get those endorphins. You feel Mm -hmm. so good when you're done. You just feel so good. And um, for me, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, my husband and I get up together and that's our power hour. Okay, so he's not doing this with you. No, he's not, but he's, but he's doing his okay. thing, you know, and um, that's our power hour. And uh, I just feel so uh, peaceful and powerful when I finish my day. And uh, when I finish my morning prayer and meditation and that time before the kids get up is I'm hooked on it. And it's my first cup of coffee. I pair it. And you talk about this at Praying to Prosper. You talk about this every time you start Saturday, a Saturday declutter. Pick your why, your intention, which I do. Pick your carrot and pick your reward. And for me, that first cup of coffee is my reward for getting the meditation done. And it accompanies me while I pray. And um, getting up at 5 a.m. is not easy, but when you make it a habit, habit takes everything off of your willpower load. Habit is something you do automatically without thought and effort and willpower. And once you've established a habit, it's on autopilot. You know, I bet you don't really think really too hard about brushing your teeth in the morning. You just get up and, and no, load on, no load on your willpower. Are you burned out after you brush your teeth? Are you all burned out? Like you've just done something really hard that you had to plan and think about? And no, it's a habit. And once you make the habit of getting up at 5 a.m., I really can't take any credit because I've established a habit. In the beginning, when I established a habit, it was difficult. And um, you have to put the time in. But once you make the habit, you're going to thank yourself because you, you'll get up without an alarm, feeling refreshed and ready to start your day. And um, I hope that motivates moms and little ones because I did this when my kids were in grade school. I established that habit. Now they're in high school, but this is back when they were in grade school. And um, mom of, moms of little ones know your day runs away from you as soon as they get up. You know, so if you have an hour for yourself, you will set yourself up to be so powerful in your day and peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then how long do you find that peace lasts throughout your day? Does it carry you all the way to bedtime or do you feel like maybe at the three o'clock time, you might need a little bit of a, another boost of meditation or do you have any tips and tricks for the mommies? When I eat, uh, I pray before I eat. And I will do a little breathing. I will do a little. Um, And sometimes it's just a sign of the cross before I eat my meal without a prayer, without a verbal prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. and I will do a deep breathing. Um, I also uh, 
do a night meditation, which isn't necessary to reap all the neurological benefits. You don't need to meditate twice a day to get the neurological benefits. All you need is 10 minutes and your mind will wire uh, in beautiful ways. Like I said, again, the reasons that are scientifically studied, cognition, memory, focus, um, the pause muscle between your trigger and your response, um, pain, reduction, anxiety reduction, depression reduction. These have all been studied because people have been meditating for centuries and it's been widely studied, very widely studied. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, the piece lasts me uh, till I go to my next meal, I want to say. Okay. And I'll do a deep breathing. I'll do a deep breathing. And the deep breathing, I can walk us through a deep breathing. What's really um, helpful is to take a breath in to the count of five. So take a, tap, a breath in, a slow deep in through the nose, in through the nose at any point to the count of five. Hold it for two to three seconds. And then exhale out your mouth to the count of seven. You might count a little faster or breathe in to the count of three and out to the count of five. The reason is you are trying to reduce the carbon dioxide ratio in your lungs. New studies on breath and breath work have shown that deep breathing can be detrimental if you're holding on and holding that breath too long and keeping too much carbon dioxide in your system. So you want to breathe out at least one to two seconds longer than you breathe in. So you deep breathe in, breathe in for four. Hold it, one, two, three, breathe out for five. I'll do one of those and it really centers yourself. Studies have been done on people who smoke and the reason they feel why people who smoke are so relaxed, it's not the nicotine because nicotine's a stimulant. Right, it's I've heard this. Breathing. It's the deep breathing. You're taking yes. a deep breath. That's why you relax. It's the deep mm -hmm. breathing. The deep I know. How do we not remember to do these simple things throughout the day? Like I'm just thinking about when I'm about to lose my temper. This is what I should be doing. I should just be like taking a nice cleansing breath and maybe, you know, tag on like a mantra to that. That helps me like zip it <laughs> before I react, you know, like I, or if someone's struggling with eating better, you know, like it's, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Like just take a deep breath, push aside the cookies, <laughs> you know, and just, Remember that your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and let's feed it good, healthy, nutritious food before we That's hit that. My mantra for the pause between when I had the urge to eat something or the thought, maybe I'll have a bite, you know, um, I, I say stop, pray and walk away. Stop. Okay. That's what I say during my deep breath, during my deep breath, stop, pray and walk away. Get, remove yourself from the food. It's a lot easier than just to say no. Literally, physically remove yourself. Right. Yes. I just want to add to your listeners that I did lose ninety pounds. By the yeah, end. I don't think you mentioned that. Yes, I did, and that really was instrumental. Meditation, 
was huge in helping me not stress eat, not emotionally eat, um, and not impulse eat. Uh, it was really uh, instrumental in helping me. Mm -hmm. Very good. So um, I wanted to thank you so much, Tina. And I, I think I'm, I hope my listeners are inspired. I know I'm ex excited to start doing this. I read your book when it first came out um, and I did, did not implement the habits, but now I think I just reread it again. And now talking to you, I'm, I'm excited for Lent to start. And I really want to make your book and your practices part of my Lenten journey and incorporating this meditation into my prayer life. And so I really thank you for making it simple. It's a beginner's guide and it really is. It's a quick read. You guys, if you want to add something for your, your Lenten readings, Tina is a, a beautiful child of God and her faith shines through in this book. Ah, I always get like, I haven't cried in a lot of episodes. <laughs> I have to tell you, as excited as you are to start meditating, and mm -hmm. I just want to say one more time, for the third time for your listeners to hear, there's neurological science that talks about how meditation improves your brain. Even if you feel you're not doing it right, even if you feel your mind is wandering, breathe and mm -hmm. breathe and do it for three minutes and you will see changes in your life. But I'm just as excited to join your morning rosary as you are as excited to read my book. So thank you. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad that, that, you know, we've been friends all these years. Tina and I go back to mom's club <laughs> days, what, 14, 15 years. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> all right. So Tina, tell us how, you know, if people want to connect with you, tell us where they can do that and where they can purchase your book if, if they'd like to do that. It's simple. My book is available on Kindle and Amazon under uh, the Mindful Morning Meditate, Pray, and Love Your Life. It'll be, I think, in your show notes, right? They'll be able to get yep. our link. It's uh, on Kindle and paperback. Um, it will be released on Audible later this year. It's a one-hour quick read. I do really well in Catholic self-help category, as well as 90-minute self-help quick read on Amazon, and it's available on Amazon. It's that simple. And in one hour, you could get started meditating. You don't even need an hour. Read chapter, I think it's three or four, and you could really get started in 10 minutes. You can get started in 10 minutes, and it's a quick read. And um, I hope you're inspired by the prayers and um, that my stories of how it's helped me will help you with your own mindfulness practice. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tina. And like Tina said, I will have all those links in the show notes. And once again, Tina, thank you so much for your friendship and for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. All right. Take care. Mm -hmm.